This is Mr. Impact Wrestling and Joe Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do the shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilling, you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Ball two, arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> what's going on, TIW Mafia? JP here, hanging with Josh. Josh, what's going on tonight, man? Nothing, man. Uh, we're uh, lucky to be joined with uh, Amy Crimson tonight. From lockdown, direct from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like in prison? Yeah. Um, we got square, three square meals a day. Um, we could see the sunlight. We can hear the birds. Um, you basically, yeah, yeah, you get three hearts in the cart, an hour in the yard every day, right? Well, we can't no. go too long, though. Cause then... no. no, that's, so you've... For, for those that don't know, Amy Amy Crimson's a Battle Arts pro up in uh, Canada. She's in lockdown right now. Um, t- tell us a little bit about who you are, socials, um, who's training you, uh, what's going on, and then that way we get that out of the way so people know you know they're going to be listening to the podcast and you know who okay. is this, and then that way they can go direct to you, start following you, and, and do what they need to do. Yeah. So let's get your socials out of the way. So um, that's different. We do things different. Everybody waits till last to do that, but we try yeah. to get it out of the way for you. Yeah, we're going to do it last again too, though. So yeah. Okay, um. So my, if you guys want to follow me on TikTok, it's Amy Crimson XOXO. Um. My Instagram is Amy Crimson XOXO. Twitter, Amy Crimson XOXO. Um, I got a Facebook page, Amy Crimson. Um, so I wrestle as Amy Crimson, if you guys don't notice by my socials. Um, <laughs> I'm trained by former WWE superstar Santino Morella, a.k.a. Anthony Corelli, and I train at Battle Arts Academy at Mississauga, Ontario. So, yeah. Currently in lockdown. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, <laughs> you, you started wrestling when you were 19. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years now. But yeah. you just basically took a year off. Well, you didn't take a year off. Yeah, not by choice. You were given a year off um, <laughs> yeah. because of COVID and the pandemic, and trying to be safe and doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, do you have plans or estimates on when you'd be back? Um, hopefully, when Ontario government lets us wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> for, those can... are, for those so... who are listening along and not watching, that was a slow thumbs up. Like it just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> now you you've already had a chance to like tour the states a little bit and stuff, right? No, so I actually haven't got to like tour the states at all. Like I would love to like do shows in the states. I was actually okay. planning on saving my money and like possibly going to train at OVW or CW, like oh, Booker nice. T's wrestling school. Yeah. So hopefully, like I can save up. Let and, like... me know when you're heading down to Texas, and I'll make a call or two. Okay, sweet. That's pretty easy for us. It's um, yeah. It's so, that's why we do the podcast, and I, I don't know. It's it's more fun for I think JP and I when uh, a talent reaches out to us, yeah. because that just means there's hunger, like there's right. there's eagerness there. It's it's not us having to fill a schedule. Yeah, it's literally, and we make if usually if we don't have somebody, we're working to try to get somebody on the show. Yeah. If if somebody messages us like yeah. you do and you're ready to go, we just make the time yeah. and we yeah. try to make it happen. And um, we appreciate you doing that. We appreciate talent doing that. That's why, like when JP says, just let us know when you're ready, is because there's um, ties with uh, Booker yeah. and us for a lo- yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and it was yeah. just uh, it's 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 really cool to see hunger. Dude. So 
I always say there's only like a handful of like good schools. If you can get a good trainer, yeah. like I'm sure Santino is an awesome trainer. Yeah, you for know, sure. he's he's been there. And he was there for a reason. Uh you got Lance Storm School up there. Um you go down to Texas. Uh, I'm in Massachusetts, so we got like New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Yeah. There's a there's a few good schools there. And it, it's really what you make of it. And if you go and you learn uh from a few different people, you get a few different ways of making things work for you. It's... Yeah. So what made you, th- and this is a question, so this is just, this is kind of how we roll. Like we never have yeah. anything really planned. We just, it's a conversation and things just happen, especially when people mention names. Um, like what made you decide why, why Booker T or why, why the States or like, do we have to, you know, smuggle you out of Canada to get this started? Like how does this happen? <laughs> um. It's just because, like, my coach always told us, like, it's not what you know, it's who you know kind of thing. So it's, like, the more opportunities that you have with, like, people with connections, it's, like, it helps you get more bookings and stuff because people, like, are, like, okay, this person was trained by former WWE superstar Booker T or this person was trained by former WWE superstar Landstorm or Santino Marla. So it's, like, it's more, like, who you know than what you know kind of thing. I love that you're already like, um, like grabbing the system. You haven't said the word wrestler yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that I caught that. Like you, uh, you obviously have a goal. Your, yeah. your goal is one particular place. Like my goal is like to at least wrestle for WWE one day. Like at least get signed um, to one of the major like organizations like either AEW, WWE, even Impact, like or even New New Japan and like Japan. Oh, that would be so that would be and I just want to say real quick, what's up, Quest? I see you out there. What uh what got you JPS your age before because it's it's hard yeah. for us. And when we know I know how to rank my socials by when we ask somebody where their socials are. So we're out of the loop. JP really, I think Twitter was third. I think she gave her Twitter <laughs> or TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and then something about a Facebook maybe. So where's your mom? What about MySpace? <laughs> that was before she's, her time. She's like, she's like, what's MySpace? Right, right. I wasn't even old enough to have one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's that's how and a lot of people will question like how can you guys interview talent that nobody has necessarily or been out it's it's because you're hungry it's the yeah. same reason we yeah. took was, ace i saw the same reason ace austin like we're like yeah. hey let's get ace austin on the show three right. years ago it's the same story it's the same thing is because yeah. he was, he was hungry he's like i just got yeah. in, in you know if there was an open chair i got into it you know, and and, and yeah. he's an X division. That's an X division champion yeah. right there. So it's, it was a, I actually it was... got to meet him. So he's a nice dude. Yeah, he yeah. is one of yeah. them. He is one of the nicest gentlemen, yeah. Southern gentlemen. I think you'll probably ever meet in your life. Honestly, yeah. honestly. Yes, I mean, there's always a point in time. There was a you know, there was a point in time where you know Anthony Green, August Gray. Nobody heard of him at one point. You know, he was a local kid. There's a time you know, Brian Pillman wanted to be Brian Pillman the second and not Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> there was a time when no one heard of Santino Morales. Yep. Yeah. You know, well, so that's the thing. And I'm just so super I'm when super we do excited. a before before they were famous uh compilation, you'll be on it. Hopefully. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's looking at May twenty first as far as the free Canada Day is what I'm kind of referring it to down here is free Canada Day is uh, it's my birthday too so I would be super huge to see um, everybody that's a pro wrestler trying to get out and make some money uh, like Lufisto's digging you're digging everybody up there that's stuck in yeah. Canada is digging Vampiro just can go wherever the hell he wants and do what he wants because he's Vampiro so I don't know how that works <laughs> The que- I guess the question is is when this happens um how you got December, like mental health, where where you're at, um, not being able to chase your dream. You basically have to to put your your dream on pause. What do you What are you doing mentally to continue to um, be in that state of mind? Well, I try to like do fitness as much as possible. Like I try to stay healthy and be strict on my diet and stuff as much as possible. So, like, at least when I go back, I look the part. So I'm not, like, working, like, ten times harder to get back. Um, Another thing, like, I've been trying to do is, like, try to, like, 
get my name more out there so like i could still do wrestling related stuff but just not the wrestling part like going on podcasts like with you guys and like other stuff so like i'm just trying to build my brand as much as possible so that when i do get back like i can get possible bookings and stuff like that yeah no the thing i hate to make anything positive out of this but like the good thing is nobody's ever nobody that's wrestling now has ever been through a situation like this before so there's no right or wrong thing to do because nobody knows yet and i think like the people that are keeping their name out there uh, and especially I've heard other people say this, like the ones who are taking the time and making the pandemic about them and the fitness, Yeah, those little ones, when it's over, they're going to shine. Yeah. Now, is the school open still? No. So, like, it's been closed oh. since, um, I believe it's been closed since September, I believe. So they had, like, a mini show, but I couldn't go back due to COVID right. reasons. Um, But it's literally been shut down since, like, I believe like October, September when they closed down gyms completely. And then we weren't even able to open when they opened up a little bit because we have like um, martial arts. So they wouldn't even let us open at all. So they've been closed since like. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing JP is there's just locked down. Like Like, they're locked down. Like no restaurants, nothing. (laughs) There's about to be a whole bunch of Canadian backyard companies. I just, I, I guess that's Superstars of the yard. Yeah. I was contemplating renting out a ring just to (laughs) run the ropes. Right. Yeah. It's just to, to not, um, not do it basically to, you know, to be active with it. I get that. That makes sense. It's a almost, I almost feel like you guys are paused. It's just like everything we've moved ahead. I, yeah. I really I, yeah. in, I, in Montana. It, I mean, it affected us, but it really didn't because yeah. we're so sparse and spread out. JP was affected more than more than we really more than I was. Um, but how? I not to get into the politics, but like, how are you just ready to like? I will go anywhere. I will whatever I got to do to get out of here. Just tell me what I need to do. Basically, like. I just want to save my money and just leave Canada before they like try to lock us down again. The gates open at midnight. You're going to be right there at the border waiting. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> right. I'm Canadian. Uh, you, it, I mean, if they do open on May 21st, do you have a plan? Have you got a plan already? Have you, um, have you made a plan? Have you talked? I mean, you're obviously doing what you need to do. You're eating right, seeing the shape. You're putting yourself out there. You're making yourself available. So if and when those borders do open, you just basically say, hey, I'm making a commitment. Um, I'm going to start jumping in cars and see what happens. I mean, is that kind of where you're at? Well, like through this whole pandemic, I just been like texting my coach, like Anthony, and like just asking for like some advice, like how to like keep my name still there and like because like before the pandemic like I was like I wasn't saying like I was like getting a lot of bookings but like it was starting to like kick off because like I main evented with Allison Kay and Rebel and Casey Spinelli so like after that like my career kind of like picked up and then COVID happened and it's like I was getting bookings and I was supposed to go for the title with uh, Lexi and Nicole at Crossbody in Kitchener in Canada and like it was just like it was the momentum was there and then like COVID happened. It's like, no, nah. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not going to get momentum. Like it was just like, kind of like hard. To, like, it's a good, the good thing for me. And I'm just going to say this is uh, not to be an age thing, but mm-hmm. you've definitely handled the adversity of the pandemic um, in a pretty mature fashion. Like you're reaching out to the, your resources and asking for that help. I think a lot of people that don't succeed in the business is are the ones that aren't willing to reach out to the people that are their confidants when they say I'm available and um, ask for that advice. Because JP, tell me if I'm wrong. I was like, everybody we ever talked to was willing to ask for help and ask for the advice. And when they get the advice, they don't question it. They just do it. Yeah. That's, now, as a as a young wrestler, how important is that? Like you, outside of COVID, you're at shows. 
There's a veteran on the show. Are you going up to the veteran and asking them to watch and critique and taking the critique? Oh, for sure. So, like, basically, like, I say hi to every single person. Like, when, like, when you're in a part of a show, like Anthony told us, like, you better say hi to every single person and bye to every single person. I don't care if it's, like, the cameraman. I don't care if it's the soundproof man. Like, you say hi to every single person you say bye because it's, like, your attitude and your character is the first thing they look at you, even if they're going to book you. So, like, every single time there's a vet, like, I go to the vets and I'm like, hey, can you please critique? Like, I don't care if you got to tell me it's shit. Like, just let me know so I can get better. Right. Yeah. If no, if if everybody tells you how great you are and that you're the best and the match was flawless, yeah. you're never gonna know what to improve on. Yeah. So being able to take and then them give them being critical isn't them like shitting on you. Yeah. It's them helping you. Yeah, for and sure. And I, I think a lot of people don't get that. And that's why I asked that I, I asked that question whenever we have somebody on that's young I'm and gonna, newer into the wrestling. So if you don't know what this is or if you don't want to answer the question or can't answer it just pass okay but what you're talking about meeting um these individuals right the veterans that are there yeah the handshake is it stiff or limp stiff for sure you gotta (laughs) sorry i got a call no you're good call you're good people people know you're busy you're blowing up now that's it that's a booking coming in hello (laughs) <laughs> you're still there we I see you so you're good you we'll keep talking while she goes are yes. you uh can you guys hear me yeah we can we hear, hear you good right, then. can you hear us okay sorry right, i got an incoming call i had to declare no you're you're good it's yeah. you're important it's what happens when people come on the show is That's... you start to get busy and <laughs> it was probably already, we're live the bookings are already rolling in that i had to decline <laughs> so what's your friend's name so we can call him out Harry. Who? Harry Sanchez. It's my boyfriend. Harry oh, okay. Sanchez. Oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll be a good one. Hey, what were you doing? I was talking to two guys. I couldn't talk um, to you. Sorry. But like I was saying, like my handshake is very stiff um, yes. because like you need to show confidence. That's what one of my coaches said all the time. Like if you're meeting somebody, you show confidence. You don't show them that like you're afraid or you're intimidated yes. because you, they're basically like you. Kind of thing. And eye contact. So, yeah. equal. When you're saying hello, yeah. don't be like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's, it's boom. basically everything that like yeah. my coach has told us. Like he just sits us down and tells us like and, if you guys are gonna meet a vet, do not like fanboy, do not fangirl. Like <laughs> that's no number nope. one. Like do not do that. No, nope, you've been like, in the end zone it helps. before. Like you go, you talk to them and then they actually think that you're legit or they think that you're more legit than what you actually are, kind of that's- thing. As somebody who has set up probably a couple of thousand rings in my time, I don't know, Glenn, is that an accurate number? I thank Anthony for telling you guys to do that because there's so many people that skip over like the production crew and stuff saying hello. So we all we all appreciate that. I I think it's important in real life because I used to do that when I worked in a position where I was um, a public figure, you know, and there was people that were working in the background every every morning when I went into work. I told everybody good morning, and when I left, I told everybody goodbye. Because yeah. the reason why yeah. is, if I need to get square with something, that was yeah. the time to get square with it. Not when you know you saw me then, and you saw me again then. Mm-hmm. So we should have had a conversation, or I'm glad we had that conversation. One of the two. So I, I think it's a really it's a an attribute to you being yeah. willing to take that direction. Really, yeah. I, I feel, and then two, like you're. You're you're asking for more. You're hu- you're hungry for it because you know yeah. this is the time. You can take this is a college course. You can take the time yeah. you're not getting the ring stuff, and you can get all the psychological things yeah. in. And when you do that, and you take the chance, coming on a podcast is intimidating, right? Is it? It, it is, right? Um, it depends. Like, um, I noticed that like when you're a wrestler, like you have to get your speaking skills on point because like if you can't go and like talk to people, how are you expecting to be like the best? So it's like right. the more podcasts you do and the more you talk to people, the better like speaking skills you get. So like I just feel like it's just repetitions that helps like in the future. Yeah. And somebody hands you a live mic in the ring and does, hey, you got to go waste 10 minutes in the ring for us. So, you know, somebody got hurt. I think. And uh... the fun thing is, is, is I, I'm, I'm, I'm always impressed because 
like she's professional. Yes. At the age that she is. And Anthony was professional, kind of, at 17 as a referee. Yeah. Uh, And he just, I continue to go back to the Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I said, um, by the way, today's his anniversary. Today's his nine-year anniversary. Nine-year anniversary signing up for WWE. So I, I keep going back for the time that he. There was a there's a video of him and Rowdy Piper where we're talk, talking about Piper, August Gray uh, from NXT. Piper just came in and told him oh. to act one way. Yeah. And August was like, "Well, no, I'm not that. I'm supposed to be this." And he goes, "Oh, well, then just do this." And went yeah. the total opposite way and sold it the other total opposite way. So it's that is lost. And I'm I'm more excited to see that there's a generation like you that mm-hmm. are retaining most of it, if not all of it. Right, JP? Yes, absolutely. And Anthony will tell you that. Well, that the thing is, thing. is that with like my coach and everything, we're taught ring psychology and like the knowledge behind it and like the respect aspect with it. So it's like just because you're like the best wrestler and the best speaker, like your attitude can ruin it for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, there's multiple wrestlers that like basically like um that work the hardest and they're like they're in the greatest shape. Like they can wrestle, they can go, but they can get like designed or like not even signed because their attitude is horrible with people that they like treat in the back or like even like the producers and stuff so it's like that's why when like i started like the number one thing was okay respect everybody so you can be respected as well now who was it that inspired you to go and train what was the like one moment um so i kind of have like a couple um so um when i was 12 um Anthony Corelli, like Santino Marella, he actually came to my elementary school. And at the time, he didn't have the Battle Arts Academy, like, that was open, because I believe it opened in 2014. This was 2012. Um, so it was just, like, a random carnival at my school. I think somebody knew him, because he lived in Mississauga. So I go, and I go up to Anthony, 12-year-old me, and they're like, I want to be a wrestler. <laughs> he looks at me, and he's like, "How how tall are you? I'm like five feet. And he's like, okay, how old are you? I'm like 12. He's like, okay, when you turn at least like 18, 16, then you can talk and you can become a wrestler. I'm like, okay. So then fast forward, like um, I think a couple years, they open. I turn 19 and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Battle Arts Academy. And then I became a wrestler. And then I believe like Eddie Guerrero inspired me to like be a wrestler because I've been watching wrestling since I was like eight years old. And, okay. like, that's all I ever wanted to do. Like, when I turned eight, I was like, I want to be a wrestler. And, like, that's the only thing I wanted to do. Like, Eddie's absolutely, like, and he's inspired so many of, the like, I think this yeah. generation because he was the best at what he did. I don't think there was, I don't think there was a better bad guy out there. No, for sure. You know, and that's, now, what do you, do you have a preference? Do you like being the fan favorite or do you like being the one that they're going to boo and yell at? Oh, I love being a heel. Really? Yeah. See, I would think, oh, I would think a babyface feud would be so easy. Well, being a babyface is easy because, like, I like everybody and like I'm likable and like I get along with everybody. But to be a heel and be something that I'm not is just so fun. Okay. So it's like I get to basically be something I'm not and like crank it up ten times, like yeah. and just like jaw jack with the crowd is just so fun for me. So when, uh, this is always, it's fun for me to ask these questions because we get into the heel face and we get into the the art part of it, which is always a lot of fun for me yeah. because I, the athletic part is cool, always will be. Like it's the part of it, but the art part where you yeah. you just said you get to be somebody you're really not. Yeah. What do you? What are you grabbing from? Like when you say you love to be the heel, what part in you are you grabbing from when you're doing that? Oh, just the jaw jacking, like just being snippy. And like just be like, if someone's like, you suck. And I'm like, well, you suck too. Like come in the ring and I'll beat your ass kind of thing. The best response to that is not as good as your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was actually this fan that came to all the shows. And at the time when I first started, I was like, a little chubby, like I look like a meatball. Like I was like I was thick. Okay. <laughs> and I lost a lot of weight. And every single show he'd be like, You're fat. You can't wrestle. 
you sucked. So I lost a lot of weight at the time. And it was like <laughs> for the Battle Arts Women's Tournament. And it was I was going against a girl named Smashley. She wrestles at Battle Arts. And for some weird reason, that day I just wasn't having it with him and I was a heel. So he's like, oh, you lost a lot of weight, huh? You think you're feeling yourself. You're still fat. I'm like, you know what? Shut up, fat ass. How'd you come in the ring? And then every single time I would do a move, I'm like, this is for you, fat ass. And he took off his coat and he was like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, bring it. And it was just, it was the most like, and then my coach, like Anthony, when I came back, he's like, that was the best performance from you I've ever seen. Like, and I made him pop. So I was like, okay. If How, you can uh, get the coach to pop, that's a big yeah. thing. That's a big thing when you can get, right? What do you, do you continue to, like, how do you build, a, I know it's a short career we're talking about, yeah. but obviously, mentally, you're you're where you want to be. Like, you know the level that you want to be at. Um, Are you prepared for that commitment? Like, the, the drive, the, oh. everything that you've got to do to get where you want to go for, the amount of money that you're going to make is, I mean, obviously you, you feel like it's worth it, right? Well, yeah, it's like what my coach was always saying is like the hard work is like what gets you there. But the outcome is like the paradise. Like you're going to be living life. You're going to li- literally get paid to work out and look great. Like that's the dream. Like I know it's going to be hard and I know it's not going to be easy. I'm probably going to be on the road like 365 days a year. But at the end of the day, like when I look back, I'll be like, holy shit, I busted my ass, but it was so worth it kind of thing. What's your, how's your family with this? How does your family Um, feel? Do they attend? Are they actively participating in this? Or is this something that isn't supported? Um, so true story. So when I was eight years old at the time, when I was eight, the women weren't really, uh, visualized as wrestlers. They were like, no, they were puppies. Um, That's all you heard all the yeah. time was puppies constantly. Um, so constantly. imagine an eight-year-old girl telling their mom, I want to be like her. And they're <laughs> like, oh, hell no, you're not going to do that. And then, like, they thought it was a phase kind of thing. So after the phase kind of thing, I, like, high school came, and I was like, I want to be a wrestler. And my parents are like, okay, I know it's your dream, but you need to at least have a backup plan, like a, a proper job. And then, like, I graduate high school. And they're like, okay, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to do wrestling. And they looked at me. They're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, seriously? Like, wrestling. Like, you know you're going to have to bust your ass. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you know there's potential injuries. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, go ahead. And then after that, like, they attended every single one of my shows. Like, they'll be at the grocery store. And when I became champion, like, they're like, my daughter's a champion. My daughter's a professional wrestler. So, like, they're very supportive. And, like, they basically attend all the shows. And, like, my mom's the loudest. Like, when I am when I turned face, my mom was like, all you hear is crimson from my mom. That's it. That's. <laughs> yeah. Now, where did the, where did it, uh, I'll peel the, I don't usually peel the fourth wall back. Where did crimson come from? So, that's a funny story. Um, So, it was, I think I was training for only two months at the time. And they were in need of girls because, like, at Battlers, there wasn't a lot of girls. So Anthony was like, okay, um, you've been training for two months, so we're going to give you a practice match. So mind you, I've only been training for two months, so I only know basic stuff at this point. Yeah. Um, so he throws me in. He's like, okay, do you got a name? And I'm like, uh, Headlock hip toss. <laughs> <laughs> no. That would Stone be a Cold name. <laughs> Irish whip. There you go. <laughs> no, there but, you go. Um, but he's like, "Do you have a name?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "How have you been training for two months and you don't even have a wrestling name?" I'm like, "I didn't think of it." He's like, "Okay, think of a name." And then he saw something like a girl named Amy, and he's like, "Okay, Amy." And then like some white girl name. I was like, "Okay." So then I was the face, and then it was like at a kid's birthday party, so like they were cheering Amy, and then I guess I like he liked what he seen, so he put me on the show. So then fast forward, it's the like the show, and all I have is Amy and his daughter, um, Bianca Corelli, was like doing the announcing at the time. And she's like, Cass, you need a name. Like, you need a last name. And I was like, oh, shit, I only got Amy. So then after she was like, OK, let's think of a name. So I was wearing crimson lipstick. And then 
She's like, okay, Amy Crimson. I'm like, that works. And then it just clicked. But We're just like, that was the name. So, now it's stuck. Yeah. Those are always Elvis. the best names where they just happen. Yeah. Elvis Martinez wants to know, do you also lie, cheat, and steal in a match? Oh, hell yeah. If you look at my um, YouTube <laughs> channel, you can see me put my feet on the ropes, um, everything. Like, yeah. No, so you still want to here. You bringing up your socials, you brought up TikTok, and I think you might be the first person we've had on that's brought up TikTok. Is it a wrestling TikTok, or is it like the... Um, It's like, okay, so you might laugh at me, um, but to get clout, I post nostalgic wrestling content, so like old wrestling videos yeah. for like all the marks that want to like follow me. No, but that's like, it. That's where the but, ticket's at. You got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like... There's content where, like, I just sneak some content of me in there, like, oh, look, I'm a wrestler. And then, like, (laughs) (laughs) but then, (laughs) but it actually worked because when I did a TikTok before and I was just posting myself, I had like five followers. And then when I started posting about WWE and like their content, it jacked up to like 6K. And I'm like, really? See, we that's because you're not you're not a competitor. You're 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 in you're in the in the suitor for the white knights. That's what happens. Yeah. The, all we the tried, white knights yeah. showed up. We, yeah, <laughs> we tried doing the same thing. I just didn't have to drive to do it to post to go and find videos and convert them every single day. See, when you're in lockdown, you got yeah. <laughs> I think that's my problem. Is I've spent too much time in lockdown. I got into lockdown mode to where I'm just socialing way too much like i'm doing it way too much well, i found now that i'm out and free i'm like i'm addicted i'm stuck to it nice. it must be nice i don't leave <laughs> for the record i don't leave my house like i work from home i'm home this is it not well, me I, I walked outside i went to the store uh i went shopping today i got a fig like i'm just doing my thing what you got well, sorry i ordered starbucks off uber eats um but yeah but when you're in lockdown and like no lie like since this lockdown i've i think i watched like majority of the whole wwe network what's how many if you don't what's the population of the town or city that you're you reside in mrs how do you say that again mississauga yeah i'm gonna pronounce that so bad mississauga do you know what like uh, approximately how many people Uh, a lot of people I'm really? Sure. Yeah. Is it like a big um, city? It's like one of the biggest, bigger cities. Like, there's like, it's like a Peel region kind of thing. So it's okay. like not just cities. So, like, it's like literally like Peel region. So there's like Bolton, Brampton, Mississauga, and like that's a whole region. And then we have different regions kind of thing. So it's like it branches off Toronto, York. Like, yeah. Are there York. rules? Like, can you fly out of the country? Like, is there any way? There's no way of getting out right now? So the only way you can get out is if it's essential travel and you have proof that it's essential travel. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna kill JP. You have to come save him. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's it's crazy. And I I just I continue to follow individuals like Amy that are up there, and I'm in awe. Like Casey Spinelli's, I think yeah. up there. Yeah. Um. The Fisto, I keep saying her name, is up there. There's quite a few individuals that are yeah. up there in like trap. You're Fisto. stuck. It's just it, it's it, I, I can't imagine. Fisto's like trying to retire, isn't she? And she mm-hmm. can't even like have a retirement match because it's locked down. Yeah, it's Thank she's you. back to playing guitar. <laughs> Listen to heavy metal, Justin. Allow a wrestling show, Justin. Just well, here's here's the bar is that, and it's just because we're football related. Um, JPD, we need to do a read. Yeah, let's. Uh... This is part of the live stuff. Is you, you we pay we pay bill this time, and that's the fun stuff. So and to, today's JP, podcast... are, are, JP, are you ready? Do you want to keep interrupting you? Do you want to talk? Do the pod go ahead now? So today's podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Podio. Podio is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate. For ad space, so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podio. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. 
And be sure to include the Irish whip in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. That was spectacular. Yeah, it was a great great time for my allergies to kick in and me have a well, little and you got to heckle. That. I'm heckling you for uh, during the, before the pod go read. I heckle you every time before the pod go read. It's just I, I appreciate what they do, and it's always fun because it's part of the podcast people laugh at the most is when we do our 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 live reads are all the best. They're always the best. They're the most memorable part of the show. I've been doing the same one for three months, and I have to read it every time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to Amy and the most important things is I think that's generational thing. Like you keep bringing up TikTok. It's where it's the socials. It's, it's how you are. You're measured. That's it's how you're measured is which, okay. If you, if you want this, what's your social, what's your follower. But the thing with TikTok is TikTok, like people are monetizing all the social medias now in a lot of ways, but TikTok's kind of made it easier if you have the right amount of followers. Yep. Yeah, uh, and I think that's that's kind of a good way of like supplementing. I don't know how much it pays out. I don't know what it is, but I think that's a nice way of supplementing a little bit of money. Like I remember, I think I like posted a TikTok, and it was just me trading with like a viral song, and it got like 10k. And like people are like, "Don't give up on your career," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm not giving up." Just... <laughs> but isn't so, that isn't that part of this? Is that you're learning how to work that yeah. crowd in a way that you um are going to be able to use later on is that kind of is that kind of why you use those do you use those socials that way but you're also using them in the way to connect to your fans well i always try to connect with my friends as much as possible um but like my coach what he always said was like there's always gonna be a time where people are gonna think that you're bigger than what you are if you produce yourself like that so like people are always gonna believe like okay, this person has, like, 10K followers. They must be huge because they have 10K. Like, nobody would follow them if they're not huge. So that's what my coach always said. So he's like, use your social medias as an advantage to make people think, okay, this girl means something. Like, she's something. So, like, people are going to believe, like. Absolutely. It's a manifestation. If you believe it, somebody else is going to believe it. Yeah. Even if it's, even if it's, it's, it is what you make it. And I think that's the most powerful statement anybody could ever make as far as professional wrestling is is, or sports entertainment is you make it what it is you're if you're willing to invest everything you have into your dream at some point in time it will probably pay you that back plus some but if you take shortcuts if you try to find ways around it if you try to find the easy way out just like everything else in life it's not going to be fruitful it's not going to be rewarding and at the end it's not going to come to fruition so uh kudos to you and Anthony and everybody that's that's doing what they're doing because they're they're obviously I mean they're <laughs> I'm trying not to be fatherly JP this is the hardest thing they're obviously guiding you in the right way to yeah. be a professional right. and to to be professional at all times no matter what you're doing so that's it's cool and ref- refreshing yeah for us and it's and you know how you, JP was talking about it's just it's natural for you to get behind the mic now it's probably easier to do public speaking yeah. it's right um it's like you how much how much um investigation or did we find out about Amy Crimson before we did this honestly probably none i i did a little bit here and there but i knew what right, kind you, of inter- we know what kind of nice interview is going to be blur. within the yeah. first 5 or 10 minutes like that's literally how we know is okay we know she's being trained by some really cool people um yeah. but it's always the questions and how they're answered the yeah. way they're answered and the, it's the confidence. It's the confidence behind it. And um, I'm excited to see when the borders open up, uh, when all this starts to go down, how your hungerness translates into that. So is that like when your mom and dad said you need to go get a proper job? Like, is this where you learned work ethic or how much you learned not to have that type of work ethic? And I only want to do pro wrestling because I don't want to do anything else but that. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is that, like, right when I turned 15, like, my parents were like, okay, you need to get a job. Like, you need to, like, pay for it, like, yourself. So, like, everything I did, like, I always paid for myself. So, like, the work ethic is there. Like, because they taught me at a young age that, like, nothing comes for free. So, it's, like, when you're in wrestling, it, like, goes the same way when you're working for a job. The more work you put into it, the more success you get. So, it's, like, 
if I'm like, say, like just putting in kind of effort, I'm just going to get in kind of results. But if I'm putting in the work, busting my ass in the ring, trying to get better, asking for advice and like taking the time to like get the ring psychology and stuff like then my work is going to like pay off because then people are going to be like, okay, this chick works hard. She knows what she's doing. She has the confidence because what you put in your work is what you show kind of thing. No, the, the ghost head, ghost heads talk podcast is in the chat is in, uh, in the comments saying hello to you in, uh, come to NYWC, which I think is the New York wrestling connection, uh, which is actually a promotion that's been around for a long time. Is that where Dickinson originated? Uh, Dickinson? He might have come out of there because it, it is a New York based. I'm sure he's wrestled there. Mm. Is that is that another one of those things? Like, do you have independent re- promotions in the states that you have on your checklist right now before uh, the big ones? Like, do you have? I mean, you can feel free to name them out because um, I'm absolutely like. Are there ones you have on your list right now? Like, I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to go here, and I want to oh, try yeah, and get of here. Course. Um, so I want to try and like wrestle for OVW, like at least once, um, RCW again, reality of wrestling, um, the Florida championship wrestling, the pro wrestling 2.0, like I want to try and reach there. Like, honestly, I just want to try and reach as many promotions as possible to get my name known. Like, even if I have to go to Mexico and like wrestle in like Lucha, like underground or like AA pro or like basically like triple A, like those are my goals. Like, as long as I'm getting, like, money and getting paid to wrestle, like, that's the goal. Like, it doesn't matter what booking it is, but repetitions, and that's that's all I need. I'm excited, JP, because she keeps saying names to where we just can just, like, hey, would you mind? Or when the borders up, open up, you well, know, if you got time. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure, like, Santino could put, does he still have connections down with, he's like, OVW? Um, I think so. Because he spent a... He spent a decent amount of time decent there. Decent amount of time down there. Well, the funny thing is that, like, I just tagged OVW in a post, like, on Instagram, and then they followed me. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Max is down there. Max has been one that we've been following for a while. She's, uh, she doesn't do pod, she doesn't do anything. She's one of those mysterious, she's taking the mysterious route. So I respect her for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> OVW. We're asses, aren't we? Yeah, right. O- OVW is uh, it's been around forever, so that's that's a cool thing when you can um, obtain the eyes on yeah. from a company like that. Uh, that's cool. That's really cool. It's interesting that she's going the southern, like down Texas, Florida instead well, of the mean, northeast route. Th- she said it earlier. It's not what you know all the time. It's who you know, and like those companies all have those connections. Yeah, FC, FCW was NXT before NXT was NXT. And OVW was that before. Yeah, OVW was developmental for a while, long time, and ROW is where a lot of them actually a low key. A lot of the guys go to train when they're making their return to the ring when they're coming back off of injury and stuff. Uh, and it's Booker T. So yeah, and I think he still has connections with WWE. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's I can tell you like that they're. I think it's next week with that whole thing um, A&E is doing is all Booker T. Yeah. They wouldn't do that otherwise. Yeah, it's... Uh, would, ooh. That, that's, the other, that's the other part, too, is um, you're talking Texas and Mission Pro. I'm sure you've got eyes on Mission Pro, just like every other female in the world right now has their eyes on Mission Pro. Um, Elvis wants to know, how would a match between you and Thunder Rosa pan out? How would you want that to work through? Well, I would hope she would be the heel, and then I could be the baby face so that she can help me throughout some, like, stuff. Because, like, obviously, even though, like, I've been wrestling for a bit, like, I'm still considered green compared to her. Yes. Um, so, honestly, any type of match, like, she would want to do, like, I'm down for it. Like, just nice. help me How with are you? The- are you able to walk and talk? Obviously, I could walk and talk. You know what I mean? Like I can like basically whatever like I think I can. Josh is lost now. I just no, 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 lost I, Josh I know completely. what he's. I, it, it's <laughs> no, I, I know what you're talking about. Is is basically are you able to call that? Are you able to call the match um, oh, when yeah. you're when you're in the ring? 
Um, so like I actually got an experience before the COVID pandemic panned out. Like we had a show in like March of twenty twenty and I was put with like a rookie kind of person that didn't really know. Like they were only given like I think like they only knew like five moves. I think oh, the whole match. So, so you wrestled John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Senior. Um, so, yeah, Johnny <laughs> so she was like so she was really new like she was she was like basically like a professional boxer type so she was just getting into okay. the wrestling kind of thing so the only move she really knew was uh ddt and um an arm drag and i think like we had to teach her how to do a cross body before the show um so i only had like a few moves to work with so like i tried to make it as like easy as possible but also like it gave me an experience to like call in the ring because at that point i was like more of like like a veteran at battle arts yeah so it was kind of easy but like i feel like i still need a little work in calling but like it's getting there like the confidence is there where like i know what to do i know the ring psychology of a match like i know how to put together a match so it's not as hard as i thought it would be the one thing that i've caught in the you know the few minutes that we've had tonight is that like you are both very com- very comfortable with yourself very confident in yourself but also very humble and that's yeah. you have to have that mix because you have to know you're not the best one out there but you have to be trying to be the best one out there Working towards it, right? Your ultimate goal is to always try to be the best at whatever you're doing, and if you're not, at least trying to attain that, you know, your work ethic. That's mm-hmm. that's a cool, that's a parent thing. I, I admire that your parents, you know, said that you, they made you do it that way yeah. um, because you respected a hundred percent more. If if I've learned, you know, you just if you give somebody something, they're not going to respect it. So you're you're learning all those life lessons that are going to matter yeah. and. I guess JP, like after COVID, like post COVID, pro wrestling is going to change, and I don't yeah. foresee a lot yeah. of like on the road type stuff really yeah. happening. So the fact that you're understanding and are conceptualizing the same with the coaches, like the socials matter. Yeah. The socials matter so much. Podcasts matter so much. Yeah. Um, understanding psychology, or even just taking a free psychology class through mm-hmm. Coursera or something like that invaluable to anybody that wants to do that so yeah. um no, i'm i'm just i'm just happy that you, you you took the chance to reach out and that we got the chance to sit down with yeah. you because I, i'm jp we're honestly gonna, it's like it, you'll see we're gonna like chart your whole career out with you now like we're, we're you're stuck with us like we're friends for life now. <laughs> like we're gonna watch you just go up you're gonna be like um you'll be the bitcoin of wrestling you're just gonna skyrocket up <laughs> the so, Dogecoin. Sorry, that's the hip now, right? That's it. Yeah, exactly. Now, what Glenn Higgins it? wants to know what your dream match is now, and if you had a person you would have loved to work with in the past, who would it be? Like, so now and the past. Okay, so for now, like my dream match would be to train with Oscar because, like, <sighs> she actually trained with Toy, which was my um like trainer for like a little bit so like i only got to train with him for a month and then he went back to japan but like just the same kind of style because like we learned the same kind of thing would be awesome and like she's like one of my inspirations right now like to learn because like i love japanese strong style and then a person that i would love to wrestle in the past is lita by far yes because like her character and everything was like okay like that's amazing. And, like, she went from, like, a baby face to, like... And she doesn't get the credit she deserves for being one of the first women to come over that really wrestled and was really good at wrestling. There were other girls who learned how to wrestle, but she came into WWE knowing how to wrestle. You guys might think I'm, like, weird for this, but the thing that got me interested in Lita when I was, like, like looking back was that storyline with Snitsky when he kicked the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, 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 nope. You fit right in. You fit right in. Oh, yeah. I I remember that like that was yesterday. That was amazing. Why did that? How did that? So that obviously imprinted, right? I don't know. It's just it kind of traumatized me as a kid. But then also like it kind of like was like, oh, shit. Like this is kind of cool. 
<laughs> you're like, did he kick it? He did. Did he kick it? No, he didn't kick a baby. I'm like, was that a real baby or is that like? And uh, do you? <laughs> so now I guess that's the question: is how that's what you aspire to, right? Is you try to get that reaction for somebody like us that's been a fan forever to question: is is that was that her or did that yeah. really happen? Yeah. Is that that's what you're looking for? Do you yeah. do your coaches talk to you? Is that harder and harder for? that to happen i know it's young in your career and i hate to ask these questions um but does that make sense when i say that to you um well yeah like i would like hope that whatever i'm doing like gets a reaction like even if like you're cheering me because i did something cool or you're booing me because you think i'm a jerk like i would just hope that like i get some type of reaction so like it would suck if like I do something like I jaw jack with the crowd and then no one responds, <laughs> like because that has happened with people. Like sometimes yeah. like you'd be in a match and you'd be like, "Is that okay?" Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh shit, did I say something wrong?" But like, sat- luckily that never happened to me. But like I know that it's happened to some yeah. people. So you have to like- know. Like, the word mark is mark for a reason. Like, there's a mark in the crowd. It's a spot in the crowd. It's a person in the crowd that is reacting to things. And that's where that comes from. That's It's a carny term. So you you got to find your mark, and you got to find that mark quick to know where to go to for that stuff. Well, when I first started, like, doing wrestling and, like, promo classes and everything, like, I got, like, a book, and it was, like, basically comebacks for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> and I read the shit out of it. So I'm like, I was like, okay, so if anybody makes fun of me, I can just come up with a comeback. So if I'm heel, I'm golden. If I'm a baby face, like. You just do you feel like a baby? But if you're a baby face, I feel like you just smile and like, <laughs> at them, you know? I just do that. What's yeah. your, like, how would you, in elevator speak, so in like one or two sentences, how would you describe your persona? Um, so I'm um, basically from the streets of Malton. So Anthony basically made like a joke saying that Malton Mississauga is like m- more of like the gangster ghetto type of Mississauga kind of thing. So it was kind of like, Ooh, you're gangster. So like, I'm basically like the type of like, take no shit, but like, basically I'll kick okay. your ass if you piss me off kind of character, which is totally Straight different than my actual personality. Straight <laughs> but, out of Mississauga, huh? Is, do you find that that's something that you dislike in people generally? Um, is that type of attitude or that type of person that you portray when you're in the ring? Well, I mean, nobody's going to mess with somebody who's going to try and kick your butt. So, like, I feel like... Because, like, I've always been that shy, in the corner, don't kind of talk to me kind of kid. Because, like, I was always insecure. So, when Anthony told me, okay, you're going to be like this gangster chick that's ghetto and ratchet i'm like me you're, you're talking about me like the most quietest person because when i started at battle arts i was in the corner not talking to nobody trying to keep my own like okay i'm just here to learn i don't want to get into anybody's like thing and then he's like okay so you're gonna be like out of the out of this world character i'm like okay but have you found that since being in wrestling that you're a little less like that now are you a little more outgoing oh for sure like I used to be the type of kid that would be quiet and, like, be super shy. Now, when I get to know you, I won't shut up. Like, in the beginning of the podcast, I was so quiet. Now, I don't shut up. That's, <laughs> That's a good thing, though, That's, right? Yeah, it's, and it's funny because, like, I never wrestled. Like I said, I set up a whole bunch of rings. I did a whole bunch of security. But for me, walking into a place... And being told, all right, hey, you have to go say hi to everybody. Like, that wasn't me. I wasn't the one who went up to you. I was the one who kind of stayed as low-key as a six-foot-eight guy can stay. But it um, wrestling really, just being around that, really brought that out of me. Really made me a little more outgoing and made this stuff possible. So, Were you, and if you don't want to answer this question, you don't have to. Um, what was it like growing up for you? Uh, being a obviously, you're probably openly a pro wrestling fan when you're a kid. Like, was it were you bullied as a kid? Was it, um, what, what was it like growing up for you? Um, so, um, when I was a kid, I was that fat kid that loved wrestling. Um, so it was like that, like, because we had like a thing where 
um, dress as your favorite celebrity. So I decided to dress up as Jeff Hardy going to school. Um, so it's like, I was basically made fun of, not because of wrestling, but because like, I was like that fat little kid that like everybody was like, that socially awkward fat kid. So like, that was hard. But then when I went to high school, like I kind of glowed up. So I lost a lot of weight and then I gained back after, but like, it's whatever. And then um, that's another term, JP glowed up. So yeah, I know. Write up that. Means. Write that down. I know. Listen, I'm hip. I'm I'm with the young kids. <laughs> True story. When I was in high school, I had a geography teacher that asked me, "Hey, what do you want to do when you grow up?" I'm like, "I want to be a WWC. Like, I want to be a professional wrestler." My whole class stopped what they were doing, looked at me, and started laughing. And my teacher's like, "You're not serious, are you?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm serious." And then um, fast forward, I graduate, start wrestling training. I go back to my high school with my boyfriend. And the teachers are like, hey, Jenner, what's up? Um, what are you doing now? I'm like, professional wrestling. And they're like, Olympic style? I'm like, no, WWE wrestling. And I'm the current Battle Arts Women's Champion at the time. And they're like. And you say, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> how does you, how does it, um obviously when wrestling is active and when things are open and going, how is it to keep a relationship? Oh, for like easy. Like I've been with my boyfriend for like almost eight years. So like since I was like 17 and like, we're basically, he's like one of the most supportive people ever. And like, he's like, if you have to go to Florida to go to NXT, you do it because you're not like stopping an opportunity. Like I'm going to be there for you and everything. So it's like him being so supportive is like, yeah, that's key. That's that's key. That's huge. Is he one of the? Um, is he like one? Of, I'll say one of the wrestlers' wives. But is he at the shows? Oh, he tries to like. The thing is, he tries to go to almost every single show. But like sometimes, like work, like interferes with stuff. But like yeah. when oh. it's like a big event and like it's huge, like he tries to come as much as possible. That's awesome. Yeah. That's because it's hard. I'm sure you've seen it with other people in wrestling. It can be hard. And it, it takes can definitely it. be trying. You're when you travel and you may be away every weekend. You may leave on a Friday and come home on a Sunday. Yeah. And that's sort it of t- what you want to happen. It takes a solid relationship and a lot of humility for the other person to uh just be that like in the sidecar, like in the you know, just in the back. Like you you have to swallow ego on a lot of stuff, especially you know, pro wrestling and and females, it's sometimes it's a creepy thing. So it, it's it, I admire him for for doing that and saying that's it's a huge on your part yeah. and huge on his part. Like that he actually a- laughs. Like if there's some creepy guys that like say some weird stuff, he just laughs because like he's like, <laughs> "Bro, that's funny." And then like he was the one who actually pushed me to go start training because I was like, "I'm going to start training. I'm going to start tra- training." He's like, "No, you're going to get up. You're going to go to the school and you're going to try out." And I was like, "Okay." And then, like, he's just been supportive. Like, ever since I started dating him, I was like, I want to be a wrestler. And he's like, okay. And he's, like, just been pushing me and, like, saying, okay, you got to do what's best for you kind of thing. So I I admire that from him, to be honest. Yeah, no, that takes a lot of, like, I'd say that takes a lot of confidence and trust on his end to, you know, to really do that and trust in himself as well. So that's that's awesome because it doesn't always happen. Great job, Henry. I mean, Harry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have to talk football a little bit tonight, Josh, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, we I that? just uh, I, I want to get her, make sure she gets her socials out there yes. tonight. I want to make sure that um, did we miss anything? Like it's I can't believe the hour is gone already. I know. Um, it's always fun when we get opportunities like this to sit down with a true professional that understands um, the business and where she's going and, and what she wants to do. So it's. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for reaching out and and like just doing what you do because yeah. it's a symbiotic relationship, and um, I'm glad that we got to able to, we're able to set it up. I would love to have you on again when things open back up. So before, like maybe before your first show, and we'll hype that up for you, okay, or yeah, after your first show, and we'll talk about what it was like being back in the ring or both. Okay, that's sick. I'd love so, it. So you're always welcome. All you need to do is send one of us a message and be like, hey, I want to come on. It could be Thursday night at 7.03 and we'll pop the door open. Amy Crimson XOXO. Is everything, except for my Facebook. It's just Amy Crimson. That's last on the list. It don't matter, right? You can probably check that every other day. 
I was told if you have like Instagram and like stuff like that, just use the same name. So once they search you up, yeah. you just pop up everywhere. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, thanks again for joining us. Um, uh, again, everybody, Amy Crimson, Battle Arts Pro, um, soon to be released from Canada. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Pray. Yeah. Yeah. Straight thanks again the- for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for having me. Thank Have you. a great night. You too. Bye. Such, Such a, cool a good girl. kid, man. Yeah, man. Young girl. Guys, we're gonna start up XFL Extreme. We're gonna talk uh Canadian Football League. We're gonna talk uh XFL. I think there was a little bit of XFL news, right? Didn't the Rock Dude, owner suck it? Are you ready to make the switch, my friend? Yeah. I'm so ready. Um 